Welcome back to the Peed Space. I'm Simone Howell, Head of Medical Affairs for Palette Life Sciences. Palette Life Sciences, sponsor of this podcast, is committed to bringing educational tools such as the Peed Space for sharing best practices and compelling conversations across a wide variety of pediatric urology and VUR topics. Today's episode is the second podcast for Dr. Aaron Martin, pediatric urologist at LSU Children's Hospital in New Orleans. As an addendum to his very interesting first podcast about the art of telemedicine, Dr. Martin now goes into more specifics on how telemedicine has helped him to improve patient care, specifically treating VUR and bowel disorder. The content in this podcast is solely the opinion of Dr. Martin. And now it is my pleasure to again introduce to you Dr. Aaron Martin from New Orleans. First, I'd like to thank Palette Life Sciences for providing this opportunity and inviting me to record this podcast. As we all know, they provide deflux, which gives us a truly minimally invasive treatment for vesicoureteral reflux in children. It is only fitting then that I talk about reflux and how telemedicine can play a role. There's a great editorial that Dr. Coyle, who's a senior author in the journal Pediatric Urology in 2017, entitled Coming Full Circle with Vesicoureteral Reflux from Hutch to Bladder and Bowel Dysfunction. This is a great summary of the history of the thinking behind treatment and cause of vesicoureteral reflux over the years, and I, I encourage you to read it. But towards the end of the article, they quote Sir William Osler as saying, only the answers change, the problems remain the same. I found this quite fitting when thinking about how to apply telemedicine to reflux. I'm not going to suggest remote telesurgery or any other fancy applications of telemedicine, but I have found telemedicine to be an answer of sorts or more accurately an enhancement of sorts of the care these families receive. Recently, everyone has been forced to look at their own practices and provide telemedicine basically out of necessity instead of by choice. I personally have been utilizing telemedicine in my practice by choice for several years and would never turn back. The ability to be available for patients and make care more convenient alone is worth the investment. And patients universally love it. And I encourage everyone to give it a try if you haven't. So when we think about telemedicine being an answer to the same old problem of reflux, what is that answer? Well, first, we must recognize that the ill effects, the spontaneous resolution rate, and even the success of surgery for reflux all rely on one major issue the relationship of bowel function on bladder function. Every pediatric urologist's dream topic, right? <laughs> we know that the bowels play a huge role, even in the absence of reflux. It is the poor bowel management that is usually to blame for incontinence, nocturnal uresis, chronic vaginitis, and recurrent urinary tract infections. Add reflux in the mix and you have a setup for pyelonephritis and renal scarring. While we can't seem to agree on how to treat it and even perfectly define it, we do agree it's real and probably more complex than we realize, with even some suggesting a congenital origin as opposed to a learned behavior. So what do we know? Well, we know to stop renal damage, we need to stop febrile UTIs, and that in kids with reflux, this does not always mean surgery. We know from multiple large studies and compiled in our AUA guidelines on reflux that fixing bladder bowel dysfunction is key to this and even evident when a child is on antibiotic prophylaxis. None of us went into this field wanting to be a gastroenterologist, at least no one I know. However, if we don't pay close attention to the bowels first and foremost when it comes to avoiding issues, we will either be doing far too much surgery, having poor outcomes, especially with deflux, or having frustrated parents looking for answers elsewhere. If we can stop febrile UTIs in patients with reflux without using continuous antibiotics, then there is no need for surgery. There's no need for follow-up VCUGs, and generally the same treatment cures all their other wedding frequency and urgency issues. I remember one of my mentors, Dr. Kalu at Children's National, always getting teased about curing everything with fiber gummies and the cause of every urologic ailment was constipation. 
Now, obviously, she didn't believe that, but I get the point now. And now that I have to see my own patients back, I realize how close to the truth that actually, actually is. I've become the Dr. Kalu of my practice. And the relationship between the bowel and the bladder is real. And success in these patients can be as simple as fiber gummies. Now, certainly, she never believed it caused everything. And I don't bring a plastic, perfect poop model into my visits like she did. But I now get the point. If we don't stress it thoroughly to patients, they too won't believe it for the simple fact that it sounds too simple to be true. I've even had patients tell me that. This just sounds too easy. This can't work. It really takes some time investment to get patients to buy into such a simple treatment. So how can telemedicine be an answer to reflux? Telemedicine allows you to put in that time in a manner that is convenient for you and convenient for the patient. To get compliance with any regimen, it requires frequent check-ins, and that seems to be especially true when the treatment is bowel care when they came to you for urinary issues. Now, there is little evidence to suggest one bowel regimen over another, and everyone has their own spiel. Mine talks about the size of the pelvis and dilation of the rectum with poor rectal emptying, trying to avoid the C word, constipation, which seems to offend everyone for some unknown reason. I borrow from Dr. Kalu the lovely description of normal bowel movements as daily, like chocolate soft serve ice cream in the toilet, because this is an image people have trouble forgetting. And then I go on to explain a regimen of daily fiber gummies or fiber power powders, followed by Miralax or clean outs if unsuccessful. Again, everybody has their own, and consistency is the key, not the agent in all likelihood. What I do feel is more important, though, is the follow-up. This is where telemedicine comes in handy. I follow all avoiding dysfunction patients, including those with reflux, every two months with a telemedicine visit, either with myself or in our virtual healthy voider clinic with my nurse practitioner. I find two months is about the limits of any parent's patients if I can get buy into the bowel regimen. And about the time they will start to see real improvements, if they have been faithful, is around two months. This gives the perfect time to assess how well it is working and give encouragement to continue on or fine-tune how things are already going or get them to start. Once they have proven themselves, I space this out further, maybe going every four months or every six months. But there is no need for them to travel in to see me, and this is an easy way to assure them I care about their outcomes and truly want to see their child get better. And they believe this partly because they're coming to see me in two months. They're not coming to see me six months down the road. I don't even have them get the child out of school for this visit. As long as they know their child's bowel and bladder habits, I'm perfectly fine doing it with just them. There's nothing on the physical exam I need to get at this point. I've already examined them in the office, so there really is no sacrifice. At this point, I can give them just the same visit they would get if they came into the office, except they don't have to wait in my waiting room forever. So is this the best way? Maybe. It works for me. My patients love it. We're working on getting objective data to see if this is better or my suspicion at least just as good with higher satisfaction overall. I encourage everyone, now that you've been forced into telemedicine, to give it a try. I'll give you another quote before you go. This one is by Voltaire who said, The art of medicine consists of amusing the patient while nature cures the disease. It's hard to argue he wasn't talking about vesicoureteral reflux, but I think it certainly applies. Bottom line, if we can gain our patient's trust to maintain their attention on a proper bowel regimen, this will decrease their risk of urinary tract infections, which will decrease their risk of renal scarring, and improve their odds of spontaneous reflux resolution. However, when surgery is indicated, the bowel regimen continues to be important to improve success after surgery, especially in the setting of deflux. Thanks for joining us this week on The Pete Space. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Martin's perspective. Feel free to share with your colleagues while we deliver more pediatric urology-focused content in the coming weeks. There are some great resources for you and your patients for deflux 
on www.deflux.com. Additionally, you can learn more about our company and our products on www.palletlifesciences.com.